Shane Harris. I'm a real estate agent and an auctioneer with more than 20 years experience. Um, our podcast, we aim to speak to property people about what they do in their business and uncover the secrets about their success with an aim to help you do better, not only as a real estate agent, but hopefully better work performance flows into a better life as well. And today, we are lucky enough to have Mr. Peter Diamantinus here with us. Now, Peter, um, whilst a young person in years, is a very successful and highly regarded real estate agent right across Australia. Um, consistently awarded across his journey, um, just to name a couple of more recent awards. Uh, in the Rain and Horn group, Peter was the number one salesperson for number of sales. He was the number one salesperson for dollar value commission as well. And just last week, it was announced that Peter, in the REB 2019 Top 100 Awards, was number 35, up nine spots from last year um, to number 35. So amazing achievement and a lazy 143 sales. Peter, uh, delighted to have you here today. Thank you so much for joining us here on Spark 20. Oh, thank you very much, Shane. Appreciate it. Mate, could you start by describing your real estate journey so far? Yeah, so I started uh, in real estate at the age of uh, 15. So straight out of um, year 10 at school, um, got into, uh, into real estate just by chance um, as a work experience student and um, still currently here. Terrific, and always in sales? Uh, no, when I start, started off um, at, at the age of 15, just doing a lot more administration jobs. And of course, didn't have a car license, um, you know, a bit That's of strata really management, property management. Yeah, it was, was, uh, was hard. Uh, then got, got a uh, car license, showing rental properties, and then eventually got into, uh, into sales. Terrific. And that early grounding, you know, being a bit of an all-rounder within the business, no doubt that has helped you down the journey? Yeah, it has. It's because, you know, you learn different, um, you know, different aspects, especially, you know, with strata management or, or property management. If I went into straight, you know, into sales, I wouldn't have learnt uh, a lot of things on the way. Um, and, you know, and even to today, you know, I still pick up things on, on the pro property management side, things that you learn, you know, rules, regulations, what things are, you know, renting for. So, um, you know, your, your knowledge is pretty much up to date. Terrific, mate. And tell us a little bit about Rain and Horn St Mary's, how long have been operating, um, staff numbers, etc. Yeah, so Rain and Horn uh, St Mary's uh, has been operating uh, by Vince Turner. He's the director, managing director. Uh, for the last 47, going on to 48 years. Um, so it's an established wow. family business. Um, there's just uh, in excess of, I think, 30 staff, I think 30 to 35 staff um, here currently. Uh, we, we, are, um, we do property management, sales, commercial, and strata management uh, through the business as well. Um, but, yeah, established. A lot of, lot, of, uh, lot of people that have been here for quite a, quite a while. Great, mate. And you are you are obviously very hands-on in sales, but as well as that, you're the sales manager for the business? Yes, correct. Yeah, sales manager. Uh, so I oversee uh, the other guys here that, that have also been here for quite a while, um, you know, um, you know, um, you know, what they're doing, what I'm doing. We work, it's like a team. Uh, so we don't work individually. We work more as a team. We share listings, share sales, um, help each other out. Great, man. And I, I note there that you said that have been here for a while and that's, that's a common theme with a lot of the people we've spoken to um, this last week that people um, within these better performing businesses have had longer tenures. So most of the staff have been there long term? Yeah, they have. I could say, you know, some, some of the people have been here 23, 25 years, 30 years. 
Um, but uh, yeah, there's, there, is, there is a lot. It's, it's very rare to have somebody you know, less than three and four. So you, you find, you know, you know, receptionists, administration roles, they, they can come and go every couple of years. Um, but when, it, when the people in our, you know, like our sales team hasn't been changed for at least five or six years, um, you know, we, we stick with the same, uh, same people. Great, mate. And, and tell us about the St Mary's market so far in 2019. We're, we're hearing different things from different parts of uh, Sydney. How's, how's St Mary's going? <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's, I think it's the same as the other parts. It, you know, it, there's definitely a slowdown uh, compared to last year, compared to 15 months ago. Uh, we're pretty much just in a normal market now. Um, we are finding that uh, we've got the listings. Um, you know, we, we've got a lot of listings coming on. They are taking a bit longer to sell, um, but it's just being patient. Um, we're finding properties which are, you know, more well presented. Um, you know, they present a lot better, smell better, they're clean, are selling uh, a lot quicker and still getting a very good price. But then on the other hand, um, you've got properties which are quite run down, um, and they are staying on the market for a lot longer, probably double or triple, uh, you know, market time compared to something renovated. It is one of those um, underrated uh, senses, isn't it, the sense of smell when you do walk into a home because we spend so much time, you know, focusing on, you know, the, uh, the visual aspect of the home, but often, you know, getting the scent, for lack of a better word, is also equally important. Um, yeah, yeah, correct. How do you prefer to sell, mate? Are you, are you an option person or your private treaty or some other method? Uh, pri private treaty. So um, if we did say, for example, say 100 sales a year, I would say definitely you know, 95 would be private treaty. Okay. Um, in, in, our, in, in our market, uh, what I've seen is we get a lot of first home buyers. And what, what we have noticed you know, in the last couple of years, first home buyers don't normally you know, inquire about option properties. I think because they're very new to it and there isn't too many auctions in this uh, in this area unless it's something unique. Um, when Once we've had auctions, um, I can say like example this year, we've had a few auctions. Yep. We've got a 100% clearance rate on those auctions, okay. uh, which have been um, you know quite good. They may have not sold under the hammer, but they've sold after the auction. We've negotiated it. Um, but yeah, because our area is mostly you know 80% at the moment, first home buyers, less investors. Um, we find that they're a little bit, uh, a little bit scared when it comes to the auction process. Good, and, and obviously, if that if the auction methodology is not being used across the market, then you got to sort of stick to what's happening as well. And, and Pete, what what is it that you think sets you aside as an agent? You know, what what skill set, um, or is it you know the structure around your business? What is it that sets you ahead of the game? Yeah, it could it, it, it could be the structure, but I think um, I get asked this question a lot, and I always think is a what. What's the difference, you know, between me, between the guy across the road, you know, the other 10 agents in the same street less than 100 metres from each other? And I reckon it's just being uh, reliable, just doing, you know, your A, B, C stuff, you know, getting back to people, giving them feedback, telling them the truth. Um, it, it's just consistency. Um, and that's what we're finding. There are some agents which they'll list the property and, you, you know, you, you, may not, you know, may not hear from them. You know, for two weeks, you get their assistant phone in every week. And yeah. where's the salesperson is he's overseas. Um, so, yeah, just being upfront with people, being honest, having the name, showing them, um, you know, the results that you're doing in the area and, and just being, being, being on every corner, uh, just being different. And that's why I think we're, we're getting the results, we're getting the, um, the business coming in because we're just telling them uh, exactly what we think, not what they think or what other people think, yeah. uh, just telling them the truth. 
And we see that quite often with agents who aren't doing so well in the market that they're shying away from those difficult conversations. So I would gather that you would be embracing the difficult conversation and having those as soon as they're necessary. Yeah, straight away. Uh, you know, there's, there's sometimes, as I said, there's conversations where you know, the vendor may not like it, but I'll, I'll always tell them that there's two sides of the story and then there's the proof. Now, if you're providing your vendor or, you know, my, it, and most of the time it's coming down to price, then the vendor would, you know, most likely say, oh, my property's better. You hear that every day. Uh, you'll provide them proof. Go to other open houses. Take them to other open houses of other agents and show them what's on the market around the corner from them. Compare their property. Um, that's the only way that you're going to, uh, you know, get them down into a realistic, uh, realistic price. This year alone, I think I've walked away from at least 10 or, you know, 10 plus uh, listings have those 10 listings sold, be lucky to have one sold is because, yeah. you know, the vendors are not as, uh, not as motivated and they're not, uh, they're not listening to, um, uh, to what the agents have got to say regarding price. And how do you stay on top of what's happening in your market? So are you continually, you know, scouring realestate.com and other agents listings and seeing what's happening? For the, for the last probably since I've been in sales, I would say every night, Unless, uh, as I said, for some reason it's not on. Before I go to bed, I'm always on realestate.com. I type in Western Sydney onto the search and yeah. I look at every property which is listed on that day. So I know what's getting listed. Now, it doesn't matter. It doesn't need to be in Samaritan. It could be Penrith. It could be, you know, Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, I just keep an eye on what's actually the trend because I'll find that, okay, well, if Samaritan's median price is 600 and Liverpool was seven and they're listing now at 600. Also, you know, we've got to be careful because you can, uh, you know, foresee prices coming down. So I analyse that. Um, every, uh, every Saturday night I get the auction results like everyone else probably does around 6.30 to 7.30. I go through every suburb looking at different, uh, different areas. So I've got, got skin in the game. You know, I've got property, yep. I've got invest, investments, I do development. So, um, yeah, just got to keep on, on top of your knowledge. And that market expertise, of course, assists you when you are, you know, not conditioning a vendor because I really don't like that term, but when you are, you know, supplying a vendor with information that's relevant to the sale of their property, I think, you know, as you say, understanding what's happening, not only immediately around you, but, you know, in those areas that surround as well is equally important. So it sounds like you, um, you're not working a short working week. So how do you manage your, your work and home life balance, Pete? Um, it's always... Um it can be different. So what I normally do is, you know, Sundays are normally the family day. Um, I normally have one day off during the week. Now I'll normally pick to see how my week is running. It could be a Tuesday, could be a Wednesday. I'll never have a Monday or Friday off because I believe, you know, Mondays are crucial. Fridays are very cru are crucial as well for the weekend coming. So yeah. pre pretty much pre and post weekends. Um, but then that, that day that I'm having off, it's, I call it a day off, but it's, it's not. Uh, you are returning phone calls. I answer my phone. I'm doing emails. Um, it's pretty much just spending a bit of time with the family so then I can balance it out. Um, every year I try to go, you know, at least, you know, you know four weeks, five weeks holidays, break it up um, into different parts. Um, more not to, um, you know, sometimes it could be overseas. It could be local. But, yeah, you, you've got to balance it out. You know, you got to, if you've got a family, I've got three children. so. You know, I don't want them to, um, you know, not have a father at home. So you've, you've got to balance it out. But you are generally always available. That's part of your, your sales. Yeah, pitch. always. Yeah, yeah. Always. I was just actually just, just came back from, uh, from an appraisal and uh, the vendor was telling me, you know, I, I ring the agent twice and then I go see them if they don't answer. And I said, well, you won't have that with me. 
I said, uh, you know, if I don't answer, and even if you don't leave me a voicemail, I may not have your number safe. I'll still call that number back. Yep. And if they don't answer, I'll still send them a, it's a genetic email uh, message just to say that it's Peter from Rain and Horn. I've missed your call. Please give me a call. So you've tried everything to reach back to them. So um, day off, not day off, Sundays, even Sundays. You know, I may have missed their call. I'll, I'll definitely call them straight back. And during the peak of the market, I know that you were selling just under three properties every week um, when the volumes yep. were, were very high. So how did you manage to do that? I don't know. Do you have a support team around you or is there a greater yeah, administration yeah. support team within the business that helps you out? Yeah, so what we've got is we've got a, um, you know, we don't have individual assistance. But we've got, uh, as I said, a team where they just do the admin, admin, administration side, such as, you know, your sales advisors, booking open houses, pest and building and all that. Uh, it's very easy to maintain. So Nicole here in our office does that. She's been with us for, I reckon it'd be nearly 15 years, I reckon. Uh, probably started nearly at the same time as uh, as I did and she's been into different parts of the business. But she assists with all that. Um, you know, with all the database entries and, and things like that. Us as salespeople, we work, you know, with, with, the, uh, with the vendors, uh, with the purchasers, um, and, and, and that's on, you know, on, on a daily basis. You do most of the contact with the vendors? Yeah, yeah. It's very rare that, uh, that Nicole or anyone in the office would. I would normally ring the vendors. They love to hear from you. Um, even if it's, you know, oh, sorry, you know, we've only had, uh, we have had nobody come through today. Yeah. I'm calling them Saturday afternoon, could be a Sunday, could be a Monday. Um, I'm always phoning them and it's very easy because the way I look at it is I've got to, I'd normally do a list up with all my current vendors. Um, when I'm in the car driving, I can at least call them up. Um, you know, even if it's a, it's a 10 minute uh, drive, why should I be listening to music while I'll be calling them? I guess that out of the way. They uh, they get uh, they understand that I'm in the car and I'm you know I can still call them as well and they're happy with that. That's been another common theme as well, Pete. That um, the agents who are doing really well within their individual markets, you know, that the communication with their vendors is key because, as you quite rightly say, you know, it's important that they hear from you after the open home because, you know, whilst we as agents, you know, rock up to an open home and stand there and take names and do what we do, you know, we, we also must acknowledge and understand that how much time and effort and emotion the vendors put into getting that house ready to show that day. So that communication, you know, and as you say, it doesn't matter whether no one came, you know, um, obviously it's better if, you know, they've had large numbers through, but just hearing from you um, that afternoon, yep. because often they're sitting around waiting, aren't they? Oh, they're always waiting. So I normally, as I said, if I get a spare moment, Text message. Uh, we use WhatsApp as well, especially with a lot of our, um, you know, a lot of our clients could be investors, so they don't know what's going on. And I'll just tell them straight, you know, I'll Shane had four people through. I'll give you a call in around half an hour. I'll explain the uh, the feedback that we've got. They love that. Uh, they know that you're out there. Um, you know, you're not just sending somebody else out there as an assistant to give you a, give you an update. It's yep. pretty much yourself, and that's who they've, they've hired. And what are some of the key drivers or the things that keep you right at the top of your game? Because you have been, um, you know, successful from a very young age and you continue to be so. So what is it that keeps you going? Uh, I reckon um, I just like to be the best at uh, the best person that I can be. Uh, so what motivates me is when I know that I've achieved something, now, you know, it could be an award or it could be, you know, just helping somebody move because they're in you know, financial pressures or, the bank's closing in, and I know that I've successfully sold their property. To me, that's that's what keeps me going. Um, meeting different people every day, um, all the, everything. Just, there's not one thing which I'll say, well, 
I just want to get rich and that's all I want to do. No, it's, it's just, uh, it's a learning curve. I just learn, I learn every day. I learn. Uh, it could, it could be from selling a property differently or it could be just meeting somebody new. And you obviously get a buzz out of the elation of doing, you know, an amazing job for a vendor. Yeah, 100%. So if, if I know, uh, as I said, um, you know, in their mind, like I said, I tell my vendor, I say, you know, don't tell me what you want for your property. This is what I think it's worth, but we're in that range. And let's, you know, if I get over that price, yes, of course, I'm, I'm over, over the moon about it. Uh, but just making them happy, you know, making them, um, you know, because when you meet a lot of people, you know, they just think of, you know, real estate agents and car sales people are, the, you know, the two dodgiest industries in the, in the world. You know, you don't you don't yeah. get a. Uh, sometimes you get this uh, this vibe. So you, you try to do the best you can, and um, and yeah, I've I've never had a vendor come back to me and say, "Well, I'm not happy. I'm taking your business elsewhere." And that's been in, in how many years? Is there anything um, in the social or tech space that you're using that's really assisting your business? I would say a couple of things. Yes. So around um, around five years ago, I started a uh, Facebook business page. Uh, which now has got around you know six and a half thousand likes and followers. We have gained a lot of business out of that, especially in the local area. Um, so they continually see our posts and and our signboards out on the road and, and everything else. Uh, but in the last um, in the last couple of years, we've been using Amplify, which Raymond Horn introduced, um, which has helped us gauge more traction onto our listings, uh, which has um, you know uh, brought you know more 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 uh, page views. More people come into open houses. Um, I think it's just a cutting-edge tool compared uh, to what a lot of other agencies are doing. Absolutely. I mean, it puts everything into one place and makes it simple even for those who aren't as tech-savvy as others. And, Pete, what, what would be your greatest achievement in business thus far? Mm, greatest achievement? Um, I have no idea, to be honest with you. I'm just, just thinking like business, like if you said rain and horn, well, to be where I am now, uh, I wouldn't have thought that, uh, you know, five, 10, 15 years ago. Um, you know, the reason why is, you know, I was going to be a plumber at the age of 15. I had to do work experience and I ended up here uh, and I'm still here. So that's, that's an achievement by itself, in my opinion, uh, my journey at, to, this, to this day. So even if I retired at the age of, I'm only 32, so if I retired at, say, the age of 35, I can say that I've, uh, I've done a lot in my life yeah, <laughs> and achieved a lot. Absolutely. And, mate, was it the digging the sewerage trench that got you away from plumbing? No. I just had to do work experience. And my mother said I'll go to Rain and Horn one week, and I had one week set up somewhere else. Um, and then by the end of the week, uh, Vince said at the time, do you want to work here part-time? Until so I went back to school. And I said, okay, no, not, a, not an issue. By December, you know, I was going back to school the next year to do year 11 and 12. And he said, yeah, do you want to, you know, future and everything? And we sat down and that was it. Pretty much I was uh, taking the bins out. I was uh, filing. I had my apron on at the front. Um, I was, you know, that, that was it. That was the start of it. And personally, mate, what would be your greatest achievement in life? Uh, greatest achievement, I reckon, having children. Uh, you know, meeting, uh, meeting Mary, my wife having children, being blessed with a nice family. Um, and that would be, that's probably my biggest achievement, I reckon. Terrific. And what do you think you'll be doing in 10 years' time? 10 years, I still see myself in, in real estate, in, uh, in selling properties still. Um, but I've, um, I have 
um, you know, kept on with that, of course, but I've been doing a lot of my own development, um, you know, uh, development such as townhouses, units and things like that, yep. uh, which um, I've, uh, it hasn't taken me away from, from the office because my wife handled a lot of the, uh, you know, the paperwork side of things. Um, but that's, that's another thing which I like doing is, uh, is building, um, you know, starting, you know, with a vacant block of land, ending up with, you know, seven or eight dwellings, keeping some, renting, selling. Um, so that's, yeah, probably, probably the next stage of my, uh, my journey, which I'm, which I'm, which I'm enjoying. Terrific. And obviously, you know, doing something like that side by side with your sales career, that gives you a terrific understanding, you know, as a you know, investor yourself as to, you know, the stresses and uh, the other things that impact on investing in the property as well. Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, and that's why I think it's helped me a lot in, uh, in getting a lot of, in, in a lot of doors, um, especially out here. We, we, uh, we started a new homes division uh, a couple of years ago, probably around three years ago. So I focused on with a lot of developers, getting their pre-sales, then getting the resales, getting the strata management. Um, because I had my, that, that knowledge, um, you know, and we, we pretty much spoke the same language, yeah. it was a lot easier to, um, to adapt with and, and, and gain their business. Thank you so much for joining us here on Spark 20, the real estate podcast, which is proudly supported by the Rain and Horn Group. Please make sure you subscribe and rate us on iTunes or where it is that you get your podcast from, and we look forward to having your company again next time.